Hey, y'all, I'm going to take a second to give a quick shout out to the official mortgage lender of the Hunt Lift Deep podcast. That's Casey Burns of Prime Lending Mortgage. I've known Casey for 10 years and he's the only lender I use. I've used Casey to purchase two houses and the process has been seamless and easy each time. He's the heart of an educator and he truly cares about what's best for his clients. He specializes in VA loans, but can handle FHA, conventional investment loans as well. He's a true expert and specialist in his field and there's no one I recommend more than Casey. You can contact Casey at casey.burns at primelending.com. Reach him by phone at 919-710-1864. You can also check out all his reviews at www.closewithkc.com. Thanks, y'all. Let's just jump right back into it. I can splice it up. So, uh, Tony, what are are your specific thoughts on term limits? Like, I'm sure you've mapped this out in your head as far as what you think they should be. What's that look like? Yeah, you know, so... there's no one answer, right? So term limits are a part of a bigger solution. Specifically on term limits, I think the number is 10 for representatives, or excuse me, correction, five for a total of 10 years, a decade, right? Um, and, and I'm willing to say, is it 12 years? Is it eight years? What do the American people want? We know they want term limits. We know that. So, if it's eight years, you know, four terms for representatives, five terms, 10 years, or six terms, 12 years, hey, I don't care at this point that I don't need to get that specific. I want to know what Americans want. We'll sit down. We'll figure it out. For senators, three terms, 12 years. Or maybe it's two terms, eight years. I really like the 10 and 12-year number because I just feel like the first year, you're really learning your job. You're getting your feet wet, right? You're meeting the, the who's who in that zoo. So maybe it's 10 to 12 years. So if it's 12 and 12 for both, cool. Uh, of course, we already have term limits for the president. You know, so why for the others? I, I'm still not sure. I, I All I can ever say is because our founding fathers were so brilliant and so wise that they missed the boat on this. I think they just had too much faith in their American folks that they would follow along the, their lines with that these weren't career jobs. None of them had career jobs in politics, right? It was, they stood up the country and they went back to their farms and that's what they meant for people to do. So we need to follow up on that and we need, it has to be a constitutional amendment, right? We have to amend the constitution to enact term limits uh, and that takes a supermajority. But I think it's there if we get enough new folks elected this next two years, this next two terms, 2022 and 2024. Uh, I think it can be done in 2022, but let's face it, there are a lot of career politicians up there that you will never hear them utter the phrase term limits, right? Because they've consolidated their own little power. They've got their own little section of that zoo, and they don't want to give it up. Well, they're the problem. They're the ones that need to go. Uh, Now, the other part of that solution, I really am firm on, there needs to be a retirement age. You know, let's face it, man. And and this is an age discrimination because Lord knows there's outliers in every single group. But when you're over 75, 85 years old, you're not as mentally agile as you were when you were 45, 35, 55. That's just a fact. 
So if the military has a retirement age and America has a retirement age, why doesn't our Senate and our House? So we need to put that together. But with those two things must come lobby reform. We've got to eliminate corporate lobbyists from interfering with our government. They're supposed to represent the people, but yet they don't meet with the people, right? When was the last time your representative came to your community and talked with you? Hell, most Americans can't name their representative. They don't even know who it is. They can't even name their two state senators, two of them. Every state has two. And most people can't name those. And that's that's a bad thing. Why? Because those folks don't come and do their job and actually talk to their constituents. Uh, so we've got to deal with the lobbyists. We've got we've got to make it illegal, right? We, there's just you know a, a a super PAC can't talk to me while I'm doing campaign stuff, right? They can they can do advocacy for me, but I can't talk to them. I can't interact with them, right? That is a federal election commission, like very much an illegal thing. So why can corporations and special interests, once I'm elected, pull me off to the side and do me a bunch of favors so I'll vote in favor for them? That's called corruption, right? That's what it is. And it needs to be illegal. And and, and it is, some of that stuff is illegal to some extent, but you know the deal. Lawyers write the laws, right? Here's an interesting fact. Over 170 lawyers in the House of Representatives today I don't think we need more lawyers, right? Because they like to write really complex laws. Instead of legislation that's this thick, we need legislation that's no longer in two pages, that the average American can read and understand. Because the longer you write legal documents, the more loopholes there are in them. So that's a big piece there, too, is that legislation needs to be one-topic legislation. We've got these stacks upon stacks, these these documents that are so long that the representatives don't even read it before they vote on it. And to me, that should be a fireable offense. That should be an impeachable offense. You vote for something that you didn't read, man, you're not doing your job. You're fired. (laughs) You know, right? If any of us were that irresponsible at our job place, we get fired and they do it all the time. They do it all the time. So with that, Campaign finance reform, right? Before you ever even get elected, there needs to be a new look at campaign finance because our forefathers never once anticipated corporations being so involved with swaying our elections. They couldn't have because they they couldn't have seen it coming because they couldn't see the Industrial Revolution coming. They couldn't see these corporations becoming so huge and powerful. So we need to adjust to that. And that is... So, for example, I have no family wealth, right? I have no family members I can call up and be like, hey, can I get half a million dollars in my uh, pack over here? Can I uh, get you to give me a $400,000 gift? And then I'll take that money and put it in my own campaign because I have no limitations, right? If one of you guys wants to donate to my campaign, you have a max contribution as an individual, $2,900. But a corporation can put a bunch of money in my pack. But even more so, 
and this is where it gets a little funky. Let's say my my uncle was super wealthy. He could give me money as a gift, and then I could donate it to myself. Right? So now all of a sudden, how, how do we measure candidates' viability? How much money they raise? So we could take an AOC and prop her up and put a bunch of money behind her, get her name out there and get her elected. Right? Because that's what happened. That needs to be eliminated. And what I propose is we need to pick a number. Campaign finances have to be no more than, let's, let's just use, use an easy number, half a million dollars. Right? That's it. That's as much as you can raise and as much as you can spend. Eliminate PACs. They need to go away. No more corporate support. Corporate support means companies swaying me, swaying a candidate, swaying our representatives. No, man, we don't represent corporations. We can represent the CEO and the CFO individually. So we have to fix that. So term limits, retirement age, lobby reform, lobby, making lobby lobbyists illegal, and campaign finance reform. If we don't address this problem with as many problems and all those solutions, then if you only address with just term limits, now lobbyists, all they're going to do is ramp up their activity because now they have left less time to work with that representative. And Missouri saw that happen with their state legislator. They enacted term limits, but they didn't do any lobby reform. So the lobbyists just got more aggressive, right? So we have to address all those things, right? Like, if we're going to an assault on a target or uh, invade, liberate a country, we don't just line up tanks and go across the border, right? We insert re- reconnaissance. We jump the rangers in and seize airfields. And then the airport comes in, right? We, it, you know, SF guys have been there, you know, with the, with the OGA and paramilitary doing AFO and uh, developing the insurgency and the, the you know, the, the anti-government forces. And then we have to have those follow-on forces and a plan for uh, occupying, winning the hearts and minds and reestablishing that country and all that. Of course, that's where we are really bad at, right? <laughs> that's We're really good at invading, liberating, and breaking stuff, but that whole occupying and building nations thing, yeah, we have a, a really dismal track record of that now, don't we? Uh, and, and again, why? Because... Well, nowadays it's right here. We want more rank. And every commander that comes in has to do something awesome to get himself promoted to general. Right? But that's that we digress. We're going back to that military thing. So anyway, you know, it's problem solution. And, and so many Americans, man, I get questions so often that they're like, I want a yes or no answer. And I'm like, okay. I'm gonna give you a yes or no answer to your question, and I'm gonna then I'm gonna explain to you why it's not that simple. Right? Um, second amendment, we talk about it all the time and I am, you know, I am about the constitution. Simple as that. Nowhere in the second amendment does it say felons can't own guns. If the American public want to strip their constitutional rights from a felon, a, a, a person who was convicted of a crime, who went to jail and then was released, right? They, they are stripped of their Second Amendment rights. 
So if we want to take those rights away, we need to amend the Constitution, not in place anti-constitutional, unconstitutional laws against a certain part of our population. Now, again, I'm, I'm open for some discussion on what about violent felons? Well, okay, let's amend the Constitution to say that if you do a crime with a gun, you use your rights, lose your rights to own a gun. I'm, I'm okay with that if that's what America wants. But until we do that and amend the Constitution, any law, any gun law, any law that restricts an American citizen from owning a gun is an unconstitutional law. I think law. there's an argument to be made, too. Like, even with violent felon, if, if they are deemed safe enough to be let out on the street, then they should probably be safe enough to own a gun. And if we don't think they're responsible right. enough to own a gun... That's probably a decent litmus test for whether they should be in fucking public or not. Right. You know, and so many things are a felony, right? Like Martha Stewart is a felon and she can't possess a gun. Come on. For insider trading, something that our fucking congressmen do, because how do you make $174,000 a year, yet your net worth is fucking $250 million looking at you, Feinstein? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Just because right there, as soon as you started talking about that, you got fired up, right? Like you're Americans at this point, we're damn near ready to fight over this insider trading stuff, right? Enough's enough, right? You you can't make 170, 180 grand a year, and somehow, 20 years later, be worth millions, right? That and and, and maybe they're just doing some math that I don't understand. Maybe it's some of that new Common Core math shit. They're just doing that on Capitol Hill. We'll call it Capitol Hill math. I well, guess. and something that I, 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 it is bullshit. And if if you're going to run for public office, every new term you should be subject to a fucking full public audit. In my opinion, bank accounts, transactions, every money you received, full deep dive audit, and that should be made public. That is can be pulled out of a database, and so people can look and see what weird, weirdly named LLCs are donating, and corporations are donating, or giving you money, or how, where is your net worth coming from? Right. Simple as that, you know, and and I don't know that we're ever going to completely eliminate that type of corruption, right? Because the second you audit me, well, I, you know, next thing you know, one of my fellow representatives, they figured out how to funnel money to their great niece, you know, create a trust or, man, the lawyers have created so many ways for people to break laws. And again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, right? Ethical versus legal. There are so many ways for, that our representatives are making huge dollars that's legal, but we all know it's not ethical. We know they're screwing us over. We know it. And just like you, man, you, you just got upset. Like you did not, you got fired up. I don't want to say upset, right? If you got fired up and you could hear it in your voice, right? It pisses us off. So when people ask me why I'm running, that's it. That's it right there. I'm tired of it. You know, I've been a small business owner. I work my ass off, man. I'm a worker, right? Like people always say, Tony, you're busy. Yeah, I'm a busy person. I don't like to be idle. I don't take naps. You know, I work long hours because I enjoy working. And it doesn't matter what you put in front of me. I like to work on it. Uh, and, and that's why I'll, I'll be a good representative because, you know, I'm not 80 years old. I don't need an afternoon nap. Right. I can work from 4 a.m. to midnight for weeks on end, you know, and I have no aspirations of being a rich, wealthy person. I have an amazing life. I, 
at the, for, in the last three years of my life, I've gone from kind of content, mission-oriented, to the way I would describe my, my life now is I'm happy. I have an amazing girlfriend, amazing little slice of, of heaven right out here in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina. And, you know, people have asked me, why would you go and screw that up by getting involved in politics? Because, you know, I used to deploy all the time, and I would cover Christmas holidays. I didn't have a Thanksgiving, Christmas, or my birthday, because that's from November to February, in the United States from the year 99 until 2010. All right? And the reason why is if my team was overseas, I would send guys home yeah. to be with their families, and I would stay overseas. Right, and we were a little different in over in the OGA, man. Like we, if we had an eight-man team, like four to six guys were on the ground, and we would rotate. Right, two guys home, and the gear would stay in place. A little bit different in the way the military does it. Whereas you know, a whole team and all their gear goes and comes back. Our gear would stay in place, and we would keep four to six guys in country and just rotate them. I would take those Christmas rotations because I was single, so I am able to go to DC. I don't have kids' soccer games. Can you guys hear my beagle in the background? Yeah, sorry, right, my dogs do it all the time. Freaking, she's trying to get to her mama. Freaking mom's, mom's, I guess, taking a shower. She just came in from a run. Anyway, that little beagle's sassy, man. Freaking, she's like a little fat breacher dog. But anyway. Last um, podcast, my dog got tangled up in my mic and took off. Ripped the <laughs> mic out, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, right here. Come here, buddy. Right here for the last 10 minutes has been this dude, <laughs> my Ridgeback. He's, anyway, he, he's, he's mad that we have the other dogs. But anyway, my point is, man, I don't have kids, right? My girlfriend has her own business and her own things she enjoys doing. I can go to D.C. and represent people where my friends who have kids and Americans who have kids who would – Otherwise, want to or would step up and do what I'm doing, man, they got soccer games and ballet recitals and you know helping their kids study every night. How are you going to do that if you're in D.C., you know, waist deep in swamp water? Well, you know what? That was a big thing for me in deciding to do this is that, hey, man, I can do this. Right? I just – I have – I can do it. I don't want to do it, right? I never imagined any of this mess. It would have been easy for us, and we were looking at property in Idaho and Montana. I mean, heck, we found one place in Idaho Falls that we really liked. Like, we were looking at putting an offer on it, and then we decided to do this. So I hit pause on my plans, on our plans. And it, you know, it's a big deal because Melissa, man, she's a dentist and she owns her own practice. Like she doesn't just get to stuff a rucksack in a duffel bag, throw it in the truck and haul ass, right? I can still mostly do that. Well, for us to move is, is a little bit bigger deal. And so we decided to put all of that on pause and, and try to do this. Because the reality is me running to the mountains and putting my head in the sand Man, that's that's just doing our nation a disservice. Um, so anyway, that it, it's disheartening, man. So, so with these, we'll say when you win, you've got these career politicians, and 
in Washington who don't want to give up power. They've made a shit ton of money off the American public by fucking them over for the last couple of years. What do you think? Because a lot of the issues that you're you're wanting to get rid of are are big issues. You know, Second Amendment, term limits, retirement age, um, finance reform. That's all stuff that people don't want to fucking talk about because they've lived this gravy train. Yeah. How how do you as one man actually institute some change? I don't. Let's be realistic, right? I am not able to turn that battleship or that aircraft carrier on a dime. It is definitely going to take numerous years, but here's what it's going to take. It's going to take all of us replacing all of them. If the American people reelect a single sitting representative, and I don't care which party, if they reelect a single one of them that's been there more than three or four terms, well, then America's not serious about making change. And you can say, my representative has a great record. He's introduced this and she's introduced that. Well, when she introduced it or he introduced it, did they follow up? Did it ever get out of committee? Or did they just introduce it and say they did? Right? How many things have gone for a vote? Right? Like North Carolina's state legislator, legislature put up a getting rid of the pistol permit process, right? In North Carolina, you have to, to buy a pistol. You have to get a permit from the sheriff. It's antiquated. It's stupid. Everyone agreed, even the Sheriff's Association. It passed North Carolina's House and Senate overwhelmingly. Well, our goofball, and that's putting it nicely, governor vetoed it. And it died. Why didn't they send it right back and override his veto? They have the power to do that because it's all show. Everything they're doing is showcasing, right? Um, You know, a lot of people praised Marjorie Taylor Greene for introducing legislation to impeach Biden. Oh, how cute. That's just really cute. In my opinion, it's wasteful. It's not realistic. It was a show, nothing more. It is impossible to impeach President Biden right now. It's not going to be impossible when we flip that House and Senate here in 22, because that's happening. How we flip it, right? It's not just taking you know, a table full of stuff and flipping it over and creating chaos. When we flip the House, we have to flip it with the right people, the best people. And, you know, there's guys like Jay Collins running down in Florida, another SF guy, Eli Crane, Zeke, uh, Dan Anderson, Josh Kent, uh, lots of special operations guys. Man, there's like 12 or 13. A new one just entered in Colorado, um, Alcon, Tyler Alcon. If I'm mispronouncing his last name, um, then, then my bad. But he's that new district that's north of Denver and east of Boulder. Tenth group guy. Uh, an immigrant dude is awesome, right? Um, we have to elect all those folks, and and I don't and I'm not a soft snob, right? Like I don't care about that. Most of my career, I've worked with non-special operations folks as my main uh, troop force. Anyway, I'm not I'm not a soft snob. There are 30 or more veterans running. Let's elect them. Let's let's elect anyone who is not entrenched up there in D.C. So that way, when 50, 60, or 100 new representatives walk into that house up there, I can make a difference because I'll step up 
and be able to say, hey, this is what we're going to do. And I'll be able to influence a new crop of representatives. Because the reality is, your question was, how does me as one person do it? I can't. I literally can't. And I'm a realistic about that, right? You might have a candidate tell you, oh, I can change the world. Man, they're full of shit. Yeah. And that's kind of why I asked that question, because you get so many fucking politicians nowadays that'll give you the answer that you want. Like, yeah, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to fucking rattle head. I'm going to rattle the cages and I'm going to get people on my side. And it's all, it's, it's all bullshit. They're blowing smoke up. It's like to, to have, have you actually give me a, a well thought out answer and a plan on how that actually happens is so refreshing. Right. Well, that's the plan. And that, that means that we, you, us, all of us are going to have to elect folks who are not up for reelection. And that is not the American way. Americans have gotten so idle about reelecting folks. It, it's it has to change. If there was, I, I have told people I would be happy to lose this election if they elect someone new. Now, in my district, that's easy because my district is a new district. We don't have an incumbent, but there are. There's one former congresswoman running there's a couple of uh other types of politicians they've held other offices or worse they've ran for office and just got crushed right to me a person like that is someone who's seeking political uh office don't reelect them they are still part of the problem it's the newbies the people who have just stood up and said you know what i'm tired of this mess the farmer the machinist the truck driver in new jersey Right. If we're not electing those folks, then we're just reelecting the same damn problems, not just the same damn people. We're reelecting the same problems. You know, you know, if I had my way, right, like our education system has to be addressed. Right. Our youngins, all of us, not just our youngins. We weren't we weren't taught enough about our political system to truly understand it. Dude, I am. I have been overwhelmed with the things that I've learned about the way it really works, right? Like social studies in sixth grade, you know, they talked about the constitution, but we didn't read it. We didn't, we we didn't take a test on the constitution. Well, we don't just need to learn the constitution as young Americans. We need to learn about why the constitution was written, the prehistory to the constitution. When Americans learn that stuff, They start learning why America is what it is today. And one of the big things is this. Our founding fathers mirrored the United Kingdom's, Britain's new government, right? And it was still new for them at the time, right? The the monarchs had taken and been placed kind of in a, just a figurehead role, right? And the House of Commons, right? They have the House of Commons, the commoners, the common folks. That is our House of Representatives. We have the Senate. That was supposed to be the representation of the elite, your lawyers, your doctors, your military generals, and so on and so forth. That's the Senate. The House of Representatives was supposed to represent the common folk, right? Well, right now we have 177 attorneys in the House of Representatives, right? 
if you were an awesome attorney and an amazing elitist, why aren't you in the Senate? Because you compromised and ran for the House of Representatives. You got to go. These are the folks that have to go. So again, man, you know, looping back to your question, you know, what do I think I can do on my own? Nothing. Right? We need a team. And, you know, Jay Collins and I, man, we were joking that if the liberals and the Democrats have the squad, if we can get this, you know, if we could get 15 of the 30, 35 veterans running, we would have the JTF. Fuck yeah. We'd have a joint task force, man. We'd have SEALs and SF guys and we got a Marsoc dude. Next thing you know, we got a, 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 um, a Altman. He's running up in Virginia. He's a, a soft tack P. So we got a dude to call for some fire. Man, we've got an invasion force. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it tough for those like uh, SEAL representatives to sign anything with that fucking pen slip in their hand because their hair is all greasy from pomade? <laughs> hey, man. I want every single SEAL to get elected. Because let's face it, whenever you get 6, 8, 10, 20 seals together, man, there's going to be some fun shit going on. You know, they're going to throw some type of party and they're going to look great doing it. Um, But no, in all seriousness, man, if you look across the board at the seals that are running and the SF guys, there's some really good dudes, man. Really good dudes. And America needs to elect them because the reality is, let's say you had 15 or 20 brand new veterans walk onto that floor and swear that oath. That's called a caucus. And a caucus, for lack of better terms, is a group of people in Congress that you have to ask their permission to pass things. We could create that JTF caucus, that Veterans Caucus, you know? And maybe then, and I use the word maybe because I'm not certain of anything when it comes to changing our government, right? It is that quintessential battleship and you can't change, you can't, Turn it on a dime. And it's been on this course for decades. So I'm realistic, right? I'm not going to lie to people. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. And there's a huge difference. And the reality is we all need to hear it's time to get off our asses. We need to go vote. But just as importantly, right? So I was talking to the vice chair of North Carolina's GOP the other day. And she said we need 15,000 poll watchers for the primary election, the primaries in May. They need 15,000 Republican volunteers to sit on them polls and make sure that some of that bullshit that happened in the last election does not reoccur. They have hired over 500 attorneys to be standing by to take phone calls from those poll watchers. Right. So the Republicans have learned their lesson. They're moving, but they need volunteers. So if you're a Republican who cares about our country, when it comes time for your state's primary elections and the general election, if you're not a volunteer and you're at home watching it on TV, you are wrong. You're wrong. Right. So what I'm telling folks is, is you got to we got to get educated. Right. We can't be those ignorant folks who just talk. We've got to get out there. The, the way to figure out whether or not you can be a poll watcher is to contact your county GOP uh, or Republican Party organization. Uh, ladies, almost every county in this nation has a Republicans Women's Federation or commission or group. Go join them. They are some of the most active, aggressive folks in the conservative movement, right? 
conservative women are fierce. They, they scare me a little bit, to be right honest with you. Um, but more so, we have to realize that who holds the purse in most families, right? Who is the power broker in most families? It's our ladies, right? So re- Republicans and, and, and conservatives have to start thinking like that. Who are assets? So my point is, go join these groups. Go get active. If you don't want to associate with a Republican group, but you're a conservative, right? Because I get it. Republicans suck too. <laughs> you know, I'm running as a Republican. And I would tell you that most of them suck. Um, and, and let's say you don't want to be involved in it, you can call your, your county board of elections and find out how to volunteer at the polls. And I think that is probably the number one thing, number two being volunteering for a campaign like mine. <laughs> right? I, I am going to need volunteers, but your congressman and your um, whoever's running for board of education and sheriff, they all need help. Go help them. Call them. Put up a sign in your yard. Ask your neighbor if you can put a sign in their yard because elections come down to name recognition, right? This is how we fix things. There are so many young Americans that are so disheartened by what happened in the last elections that they're like, we're not even going to vote. That's the wrong answer. That is the wrong answer. That is that is the liberals and the socialists winning they, they've convinced us of so many things. They cannot convince us. They must not convince us that voting doesn't work. They can't convince us of that. When, we, when they have convinced us of that and we don't show up and we don't volunteer and we don't get involved, we will lose. We will have already lost. You know? I, I'm, I'm doing all that I can, Right? I'm asking people to just, hey, help me out, get involved, you know, challenge your incumbent. If you say, Tony, I don't I don't stand a chance in hell of getting elected to whatever office. I say, so what? Spend $1,000 on your campaign and challenge an incumbent. At least send shots over their bows. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. That's all I'm doing. I just so happen to have caught caught some traction, and I'm just like too many Americans. I, they relate to me, so I'm getting some traction, and I'm going to win my district. You know, I'm telling people that an acceptable loss should be on the table. You should be willing to enter an election and run, and be willing to lose, just to send that message. And then in 2024. Because we're talking about plans, right? Future plans. If 10, 12, 20, 30 of us that are running now can get our foot in the door, we get to prop that door open for 2024 and the follow-ons get to come in, right? And I'll tell you, man, I've been on the phone with a lot of Second Amendment influencer types talking to them about their running in 2024, I am already recruiting as if I'm already sitting up there, right? That's what it's going to take. So when people ask me what I'm going to do, right, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to recruit a real force to sit in that House of Representatives that can change the trajectory that we're on. That's that's all I know to do.
It's like that yeah. one buddy in college that sneaks into the party and then goes opens up the back door and shoes all his other buddies in. Yes. Yes. Access and placement. Access and placement. If I can get access and placement up there, then I will have I will automatically be able to reach out and gain tools to help get you, you and you elected to office. You don't right? That's the ticket. Don't want me running. I wouldn't pass the background check. Me either. <laughs> I me got, either. I got way too many pictures of my ass floating around on Facebook for me to, to run for office. <laughs> hey, you know what, man? So one of the best things Bill Clinton ever did for guys like us was what he's most famous for. That's the American the American population, American public became forgiving of bad behavior all because of a democratic president's misbehaviors, right? So I'm lucky, right? A, during the time frame that I would have been partying really hard, I spent most of that time in, you know, Arab culture type countries where I didn't get to misbehave like I would have. So I would come home, I'd misbehave, party our asses off, but we didn't take pictures because we didn't have smartphones. But also where I work, we just kind of tried to stay out of pictures anyway. So I'm lucky, right? Like you guys, 10, 15 years behind me, man, there's pictures of all your junk all over the place. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. At some, some point, I'm going to need to scrub that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's out there, man. Once it's on the internet, you're screwed. And here's the deal, man. I tell people, I am not a choir boy. If you think just because, you know, I am a Christian and I believe in God and stuff, but I have darn sure committed some sins, right? I partied my ass off. Melissa Hoff, my girlfriend, saved me, right, from years of drinking and partying and, and just misbehavior that, you know, she made me grow up, right? When I met her, I somehow was mature enough to realize that she was going to become the most important thing in my life. And I quit drinking and I quit doing all the dumb stuff and I started spending all my time doing cool things with her. Well, the reality is, before I met her, yeah, I did go out and party. You know, I owe some taxes. I'm a small business person, man. Freaking, you know, I struggled to start a business, a business that I was running from Iraq and Afghanistan and Yemen and, you know, trying to. So, yeah, I owe some taxes. Uh, not a lot, not criminal. It wasn't like tax evasion. It's just like, hey, I just didn't have the money to afford those that year. So I make a payment. Right. Um, hell, man. I, you know, I got a drug charge in high school. I got a DWI in high school. Um, you know, I, I've had a divorce. I was married for 11 months, eight of which I was in Iraq. <laughs> right? I am a fully qualified special forces guy. I have one, uh, one divorce, and it took less than a year for me to figure out it was a mistake. It's a tale, was, tale as old as time. All right. Now, I tell folks that, like, I have lived just long enough, right? Because I'm getting ready to turn 46. I'm still in pretty good shape, man. I can keep up with most of you young bucks at least for a couple of days, right? And then I can fake it for a couple more days, and hopefully y'all quit. Um, but I can keep up still. I'm still physically fit. I've still got my cognitive uh, abilities, right? And I never woke up a genius. I'm not the smartest person in most rooms. Um, but... I have lived long enough to realize my mistakes and correct them, you know? So if 
I'm running against a choir boy, then, you know, I'll be able to say, hey, look, man. Yeah. Oh, remember when you said you were a fighter? <laughs> no, you're a choir boy, right? I've been dirty. I've gotten dirty, and I'm not afraid to get dirty. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, when guys tell me all the time, like, I couldn't pass a background check. You know what? I've maintained my TS, SCI, and SBI security clearances for over 20 years now. And if I can do that, then whatever I've done isn't that bad. So it's the same for guys like you, man. You're like, oh, I don't know, my background. Dude, the American public doesn't care anymore, right? Uh, for Republicans, I think, you know, clearly the line is drawn at like assault on a female. That's a bad thing. Um, you know, pedophilia, clearly, you shouldn't be running for office. You should be in jail or taken out back and shot. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, after due process, after, you know, after due process, yeah, I'm not, I'm a, hey, you know what? I'm not against capital punishment for crimes like pedophilia that ruin people's entire lives. I'm not against that. Uh, I don't think America wants that type of punishment right now, but you know what? Capital punishment works, right? Punishment works when, you know, I've always said, what keeps some of our highest trained special operations type guys from doing crime? They could be so successful at it because their planning and their contingency planning is so good. Well, what keeps them from taking all that training and robbing a bank? Stands those rangers up, second bat guys, right? They rob cash bat. Yeah, yeah, right. So I know what stops us from doing wrong: a a moral compass for one, but also we 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 don't want to wind up in federal get in the butt prison. Right? Like, we don't want to go to that type of, 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 of uh, facility. We're not going to thrive there. We won't be the quintessential alpha males anymore. We're going to be low on that totem pole. So, punishment does work. Right? So, our criminal justice system, man, that's another big thing. We've got district attorneys who plead down every single charge that come across their desk. Wilmington, North Carolina is a great example of that. It's a college town with a beach problem. But it also has a gang problem, a violence problem, and a heroin problem. But you'll never hear about that because they keep that stuff quiet. They plead down everything. So that way, when you're looking at colleges and you go, wow, UNCW is a great place. I'll send my daughter there. But when you look at the crime stats, you're like, wow, this is a safe place. But then you realize all those misdemeanors began their lives in court as felonies and then the DAs put all that shit down it's called juking the stats and cities across America do it and that's scary because crime is at its highest rates how can crime be at its highest rates when they're doing everything they can to pretend and fool us into thinking that oh it's not that bad well then it tells me it's way worse you know we've got problems man we've got a lot of problems Sadly, they definitely, they, they seem to be born and in, in facilitated in our cities. So somehow we're going to have to get city councils, mayors, police chiefs back on board with fixing their relative cities, you know? So anyway, guys, I, I don't know, you know, it's, uh, 
I still don't have all the answers. I'm learning every day. I'm working really hard on this. And I've told folks, I will go up there and do the best I can. And if I don't think it's fixable, I will tell you that. Right? If after one month, I'll be given sit reps when I'm up there. Like, here's what's going on. Right? And if ultimately, if one year in, I don't think it's fixable, I think it's lost, then I'll say that too. But I'm going to continue to build that plan, that 8, 10, 12-year plan of working with others and getting new folks reelected so maybe we can flatten that trajectory a little bit, correct that pathway that our battleship is on. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Tony, this has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it's been great having you on. Where can uh, folks that, that hear this that aren't in, you know, your, your fourth district can't vote for you, but where, where, where can they support your campaign and drop some donations? Yeah, you know, I'm constantly posting stuff on my social medias. I kind of transferred my personal Instagram over to, you know, mostly political campaign stuff. Um, so that's Tony underscore Cowden underscore 4NC. And then Facebook, we have I have my personal that I'm putting some stuff on, but we also have the, the campaign page. Both are Tony Cowden. Uh, and then, of course, the website. The website, and it's so funny, man. The website is www.tonycowden.com. And that is so weird to me. And when my consultant told me I had to, we were going to name the website my name, I'm like, whoa. No, it's got to at least be like 4NC. And he's like, I know what I'm doing. Name recognition. And I've, you know, I, I follow my team's advice. Yes, sir. Roger that. But it is weird as that 25 years of being that quintessential quiet professional and all that stuff that's been indoctrinated into my head of how we're supposed to behave as special operations guys. Now I got to throw it out the, the door and I got a website. It's my name. <laughs> but anyway. Book deal's coming next. Right. You know what? I decided to play football. Right. So I'm on the football field and I'm playing by football rules here. If I tried to play baseball on this football field, I'm going to get crushed. Right. So I'm playing by their rules until I can get up there and change their rules. Right. Um, And clearly rules are against me. There are Republicans sitting up there listening to me talk about ousting their asses. They're not comfortable. Right. They know there are so many Republicans that are just as nervous as the Democrats with this next wave, right? Because they're part of this this wave that's coming and flipping the house means flipping some of their asses out of there too. And that's the ticket, man. But anyway, but yeah, TonyCowden.com, that's where you can learn more about me. Uh, we are working on it. We, I keep getting asked, hey, what about a policies page? Where do you stand on this and stuff? The website, I just recorded Instead of just like some blanket paragraphs, like I'm 2A, rock. No, I talk about it. So we're going to have a page full of videos with like 10 or 12 of the most common issues that are out there and a few that most people may not have on their radar or that some people may not have on their radar. And uh, so that's going to be pretty cool. That's coming. I'm going to have a page for every podcast that I've been on that you can click on those links and listen to all of us talk. Uh, I've been blessed with so many guys like you guys inviting me onto their podcasts. Um, so we'll have a page just for that. You guys will be on there as well. Um, yeah. Beagle. Beagle. And uh, 
that's what happens when the big when when my girlfriend gets close to the pantry where the treats are. That beagle starts bawling. Anyway, um, they're just part of my life, man. I, I, at first, when I started doing podcasts and talking and stuff, I was trying to control them and keep it quiet. Now I'm just like, whatever. I've got a bird dog and four hound dogs in my house, man, and it's just part of my life. Um, but, yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for having me on here. Um, let's talk about – well, you're not going to be here for this hunting season, but next year, let's talk about let's talk about hunting in Colorado, man. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely right. need, need to get something going. You guys ever want to, you know, dove hunt in September, uh, deer hunt from September to January, or duck hunt in January here in North Carolina, you got a place to stay, and we got places to hunt. So don't ever hesitate to hit me up if you want to come hunt, because I always tell people, it's kind of like shooting. Oh, you want to shoot? Well, let's go to the range. Oh, you want to hunt? Okay, cool. Let me get my boots. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny you say that because, like, before you got on with us, we were talking about setting up like a, a team shooting event at, at your place at some point. So, hell yeah, stay win, bro. Stay win. We've got the flat range, you know, pistol carbine stuff here, and I built a sixteen hundred meter long range, about twenty minutes from my house. So we can do it all, man. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, we got an archery range too. You know, so hell yeah, sky's stay fucking, win. sky's the fucking limit here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I built my own playground, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, stay win, guys. And again, you know, thank you so much for having me on, man. This is how we spread the word, and this is we, how we flatten that trajectory, you know? No, I agree and, 100%. And, man, if I was – I'll tell you what, if I was in uh, in North Carolina, you'd have my vote. So we're definitely going to keep spreading the word and pushing yeah. the message because I think everything you said is spot on. We've got to clean out the fucking incumbents, yeah. the ones that have been there for three decades. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. changed. It's getting worse. And yeah. even even if it's not somebody we agree with 100%, just getting new blood in there is what we need to fucking do. Right. Because the folks who are in there, they're not malleable, right? They've already conformed to the way things are. Right, we need new people in there who are willing to change the way things are, the way things need to be, the way things should be, the way things need to be. You know, the average American, and I say that in a good way, right? Like an average American's a good, hardworking mofo. And you know, we raised over one hundred thirty thousand dollars in two weeks when I announced, and the average donation was fifty dollars. We had so many five and ten dollar donations from folks who honestly probably just couldn't even really afford it. Twelve, or well, it was like twelve hundred and fifty individual donor donors from every single state. People are fed up. The hardworking American conservative, he and she, they're fucking fed up. Oops, refinement. <laughs> uh, they're fed up, man. And I cuss when I get aggravated. I'm frustrated, right? Like. When I talk about this, when I talk about a young couple who decided to give me $50 and that cut into their, you know, $3,000 a month income, their budget, dude, that, that breaks my heart a little bit that they would have to do that, right? Because that's how they see fixing our country, but it also motivates me, right? Like, okay. All right, the American people, the real American people are behind me. Let's go, right? Let's get up there and flip some flip some tables over. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, guys, again, thank you so much.
really appreciate you coming on and we're excited as hell to track your progress, watch the campaign, how it progresses. And we'll definitely have you on in the future, you know, uh, hopefully at some point to announce the, uh, you know, the winning of the congressional seat. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Right. And also remember this, I'm not above or beyond reproach. If I'm saying or doing something y'all don't like, let me have it. Right. You got my phone number. Call me, text me. Don't be scared to fire me up in the comments. Right. I can take the heat. You know what I mean? If I'm not doing something right, I want to know about it. I, I can take the scrutiny. I'm a big fan of after action reviews. And I've had some that in my career that did turn into fist fights. Right. Hold me accountable. Right. I'm asking, I'm interviewing you guys. Right. Or excuse me, you guys are interviewing me for a job. Right. I am interviewing for this job and the voters in this fourth district. But also, all Americans, man, that's who I'm going to work for. So don't cut me any slack. I think that's the kind of thing, too, like, uh, you know, when America sees what's going on in, in this new district that, that you're in, and they see, hey, we, they just put a guy up there that actually wants to make a change. Like, maybe they start looking at, at their representative and be like, hey, maybe you're not doing what you should do. Maybe I should start looking at other candidates, or maybe I should think of fucking running myself. Absolutely. That's it right there. Absolutely. Yeah, man. And honestly, uh, you know, I love what you said earlier about social studies in sixth grade. I'm a social studies teacher. I, I try my damnedest to teach U.S. history to high school students. And it could be daunting and, you know, at times, not to be dramatic, but less than hopeful for like where we're at studying where we've come from. So, like, yeah. you know, I just I'm fired up listening to you. I okay. wish I could stick you in my classroom on Monday, man. You know, when we talk about turning the battleship yeah. and you have 15 year old kids who are like, hey, why are why do we not have term limits? If a 15 year old kid can get there, this is exactly yeah. where we need. Well, to how about this, man? When I get elected, I'll come talk to your class. Man, that would be outstanding. Hey, I'll hold you to hell that. Yeah, definitely. Please hold me to it. I'd love it. That's what it's going to take, man, is to actually get out there talking to folks and talking to our children, you know. 100%. You know, what's that? That's all. I believe the children are the future, something like that. I don't know. Um, but that's the reality. I don't believe that. I know that. If we don't get rid of critical race theory and all the other socialist indoctrination crap they're trying to shove down our kids' throats and actually tar- start teaching U.S. history and pre 1776 history, right? The things that led to this country, right? Then maybe. Americans will appreciate what they have. Right on. All right, fellas. Freaking, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting that look. It's time to go to the gym, I guess. Understood, <laughs> understood, brother. We appreciate it. Yeah, I can't get, I can't get out of shape and overweight during this whole thing, man. Then she might give me the boot. I'll be doing my podcast from the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right, thanks Thank so much. You. Yep, I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Sounds good, brother. All right, out. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us this week for part two with Tony Cowden. If you want to learn more about him and check out his Instagram page at Tony underscore Cowden underscore four and C. That's the number four, lowercase n, lowercase C for North Carolina. And check out his campaign website, which is www.tonycowden.com. Uh, one more thing, it's also not too late to join and compete in Hunt Lifty Official's uh, February Fitness Challenge. 
head on over to the official HLE Instagram page at HuntLiftEatOfficial for details on joining us and competing for some great prizes this month. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, And once again, we appreciate the hell out of each and every one of you listeners, and we'll see you guys next week.